Hey everybody, welcome to Bringing Meditation to Life, a podcast in which we immerse ourselves in the intersection of meditation and everyday life, in which we look at the ways meditation illuminates and deepens our experience of daily living and the ways life itself does the same for our practice. I'm your host, Neil McKinley. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to the other voices aspect of this bringing meditation to life podcast. This is an opportunity for us to learn a little bit about what practice and what life looks for other meditators that I know. And today, it's our good fortune to have Alina Chambers with us. Uh, So let's just sit back and listen as Alina shares a little bit of her experience with us. So welcome, Alina, and thanks for being here. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just start in the broadest possible terms and uh, hear a little bit about what your life looks like? Yeah. Well, I am 41 and I live a fairly quiet life in Austin, Texas with my dog, Rosie. Um, when COVID started, I was really fortunate and privileged to be able to work from home. And I felt at the time the safest thing for, to do for myself and others was to stay out of the mix. And so I've been a bit of a hermit during this period. For the past 17 and a half years, I've had a career as a surface designer. And that recently, that chapter of my life recently closed. And I'm currently unemployed. And um, I'd say, you know, the past three to four years, I've been in this liminal space. And I think with now being unemployed, the unknown feels very front and center in my life. And, you know, this period's been just exciting, but also at times really uncomfortable and, and painful. (laughs) You know, you talk about the unknown and I think um, a lot of us are are really meeting the unknown in some new ways these days. I mean, of course, it's unique for each and every one of us, but it feels like unknown, uncertainty, groundlessness, all these sorts of words we give that experience is um, really prominent for a lot of us. You know, I know it is for me. You know, how, how are you meeting that? How are you navigating that? You know, I think I'm really trying to meet it with an open heart. I think there's there's so much anxiety I bring into that or I can bring into that because there's just so many aspects of my life right now that I have no idea where I'm really heading, but I'm just trying to like to move into that and really see that as this unknown can be exciting too, as much as it is fearful. And so really just being present with that and, you know, the times that I feel um, nervous or anxious, I'll often meditate and I'll sit with that 
and just allow myself to feel those feelings and and also remind myself that this too will pass and like i said it earlier about this being a liminal space like recognizing where i am right now that i don't have the answers and oftentimes that's how life looks it's just more apparent right now but if i'm present to the feelings that i'm feeling and conscious of how things are unfolding then i trust that it's going to direct me where i need to be going and you mentioned meditation in there um both explicitly and implicitly i feel can you talk a little bit about more about what specifically meditation's bringing to this time of uncertainty this transitional time for you and how that's actually happening you know what's your practice looking like these days well meditations what it's bringing to me now is a foundation and a grounding place and a grounding center for myself i think i often feel like my own life and then just the world in general seems so chaotic that meditation allows me to come back and be present with what's actually happening in myself and i'm able to then get my footing if you will i would say that these days my meditation practice looks pretty it's gotten really simple <laughs> it's oftentimes just coming back and following my breath into my lower belly or doing something that a lot of my practice these days has been around slowing down and taking care of myself and figuring out what it looks like to nurture myself and so my meditation practice reflects that in that i'm oftentimes doing something very simple of just oftentimes like just breathing my for the past few years i've done nothing but lay down because that's been comforting to me so it's really just knocked i've just knocked things i continue to knock things back to really simplify my practice to just get to what i'm needing at that time you you have used the word presence a number of times it feels like maybe that's what meditation has boiled down to for you is that accurate yeah and i think i've also been able to take that out into the world more so like i oftentimes lately i've enjoyed or i'd say this past year or two i've really enjoyed going into my backyard and just sitting and staring <laughs> it's like just really doing nothing and and just observing you know i'm i let my mind i free up my mind and i just watch the birds or i watch the squirrels or i watch my dog interacting with you know the birds in the yard or just seeing that life is actually very much alive and moving and always mm. moving on <laughs> regardless it's you know um and that's been that's been really uh healing for me too and is it, it does that stand in contrast i feel like we've got this this unspoken contrast kind of emerging between us of you talked about being present with what's actually going on and you just gave us a beautiful example of of sitting in your backyard and just noticing you know what's actually going on in this you know personal time you know 
beyond transpersonal time of such you know uncertainty and groundlessness is there a tendency to find yourself in a place where you're not really not connected to what's going on and what's that look like well sure i mean i think i think it's really easy to get kind of knocked off center in that sense and so the practice is just always coming back, whether that's reminding myself to come back to my breath or just stopping what I'm doing and going to lay down on the floor for a few minutes and just slow down. But I think, I think the way that I view my relationship with life is that there is always this connection and the lines of communication are always on. So it's it's this like continual conversation I'm having with life. And so even when I'm knocked off kilter for a little bit, there's a dialogue happening, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, right. Well, I know I have the tools to get back. And even if it's just coming back to my breath, um, settling into where I am. So I think getting getting knocked off center, <clears throat> it's easier to come back. And that experience of being knocked off center, of knocked off kilter, is part of the conversation of life for you. Yes, yes. And I oftentimes can tell because it's a different the conversation <laughs> that's going on in my head is oftentimes there's a different tempo and there's usually an agenda or there's a panic or there's a fear. There's something, the pace of it's a little quicker or aggressive. And and so I think that's usually an indicator that I'm not, I'm not really present to what's actually going on for me. And so that's, that's an indicator to me to, to try and come back. I mean, that reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite teachings regarding meditation is the, that Tibetan word gom, becoming familiar with. And it sounds like your approach to meditation, to practice and to life has that kind of broad becoming familiar with or umbrella to it that you know it's not about this or that it sounds like you're describing a much more holistic and inclusive approach to practice and living totally yeah um at some point i realized that if i wanted to be wholeheartedly on this journey that my allegiance to life needed to be unwavering and so when I, so I began to view my life as the most important relationship I was going to have. Seeing it as like life as lover is how I like to view it. It was interesting. I heard an interview or I read an interview recently with Bell Hooks. And at one point in the interview, she referenced Joanna Macy when she said, if love really is the practice, it requires the notion of being a lover, of being in love with the universe. And that's what I did. And when I began to engage my life in this way, everything became more alive. Then for me, meditation just enhances the quality of that connection. So really it becomes meditation for me then becomes like how intimate of a conversation do I want to be having with life? Because as I said before, that those, those, li those lines of communication are always there. And is meditation a means, an entryway into a more intimate conversation? Yes. 
Mm. Yes. It's, I see it as like a, yeah, it's, it's about intimacy. That's a really interesting way of approaching practice. I mean, can you take us, can you talk us through like what your experience of practice, a practice might be from the point of view of intimacy, from a framework of intimacy? You know, I think I sit, I'm sitting down and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to follow this technique and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But you're talking about it in a bit of a different frame here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might need a minute to think about how I approach this because it's, it's hard because, uh, well, I'm always having a conversation with life. Mm-hmm. So there's always a dialogue going on. And when I sit down to meditate, oftentimes I have a sense of, and maybe I don't, but I oftentimes will have a sense of something that needs to be examined, examined in my own life or um, looked at. And so my meditation practice is an opportunity for me to rest in that question or rest in that space and see what arises. And I mean, I've been meditating for 11 years. And so, I mean, it's taken time to get to that point of having a, a feeling of that kind of openness with my practice, but I, it's, it's like, um, almost like a call and response, (laughs) you know, where I will ask the questions. I'll ask a question and, and wait to hear back, wait to hear a response or wait to, to, to know what the next step is, whatever that Mm. is. And so if we're, you know, we're talking, we're coming back to uncertainty over and over again, if uncertainty, for instance, is what's most immediate in your experience, you might sit down and rest in that uncertainty or try to develop your capacity to rest in that uncertainty. Oh yeah. I think for me, oftentimes what, what I do with that uncertainty, that uncertainty comes with a lot of frustration oftentimes. So I will come to the meditation cushion with that. And, and I just sort of hand it over and I say, I don't know. And oftentimes there'll be tears that come through or, There'll be something that it'll be a release of that energy of that frustration. And then from there, I'm able to rest and then see what's actually there. And so it's, it's actually just being very real and honest with where I am and letting those feelings move through me and seeing what, seeing what comes of that. And what kind of question might you ask? With the frustration? With the frustration, with the uncertainty? Oh, so, yeah, with the uncertainty. I, well, oftentimes it might not even be a question. I think, I think what I would say is, I don't know. Come with that, you know, and, and maybe in my meditation, that's, that's what I bring, that's what I put on the table. I say, I don't know. And it's, it's this, it's a level of surrender. It's like I'm giving this over. And with that comes my frustration and my fears and my anxieties. And then I let it just be there. Mm-hmm. And usually uh, something comes of that of 
of some recognition or understanding to help me in that situation to just for my next step. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have, I don't come out of this with, <laughs> with uh, answers for you know the next, however long, but I have my next step there. Which means, you know, kind of the next step you take in your life, mm-hmm. in your world. Yeah. Which gets back to kind of that, that very inclusive approach that you, you're talking about with meditation. So meditation for you is, it seems to me, it's not something that is locked away in a shrine room anywhere. Mm-hmm. That you enter it with your life. And then if I may use enter and exit as words here, you come into the practice with your life and then you leave the practice with your life. That There's a yeah, continuity think, there. Yeah. It's at this stage, it, there is, it feels like that there is no separation from mm-hmm. my life on the meditation cushion and my everyday life. It's just, like I said before, it's just oftentimes the meditation cushion is where there is a, there can be a deeper level, a deeper intimate conversation taking place, but the communication is always there. The conversation is always being had. And oftentimes there'll be times in my life where I don't meditate. I will fall off the wagon and I won't meditate for a while, but I always come back because I miss it. And I miss that intimacy and that connection. That's a beautiful way of describing the practice, a deeper conversation. It's where you have the deeper conversation. And one of the things I love, again, I'm coming back to this again and again, is it's, it doesn't separate. It's not like it, you're not saying it's where I have the conversation. The conversation's ongoing. It's an opportunity for greater depth. Right. Right. Hmm. Because you're really, I mean, it's, you're having this conversation It's between you and this great mystery. So you never really know what the other end, what the response in the other end is going to be mm-hmm. or when mm-hmm. it's going to be, but you, you stay connected and that connection is helped through meditation yeah. or through your, your way of viewing your life in a more engaged and uh, or viewing life as a more active engagement mm-hmm. and relationship. Um, and so you're always noticing it. I mean, I feel like you're, you're in many ways asked, answering this next question, but I'll raise it anyway. You know, we've been talking, when we're talking about meditation explicitly here, we've been connecting it with what I call formal practice, but it sounds like informal meditation practice, informal presence practice is part of your life as well. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Yes. Can you offer some examples of what that might look like? Of informal, informal practice? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think even going outside and sitting in the backyard and, you know, oftentimes lately I've just been going outside and I will sit and close my eyes and then I just take a few deep breaths and then I just open myself up and I'm, I'm listening to the sounds. I'm, I'm feeling the sensations in my body. I'm like, what is this? What does this feel like? What is this? You know? Um, and something even like that, that I can do for maybe three, you know, I'll take three deep breaths 
and then carry on. I mean, there's something, it's also, it's also just, it's really, I think informal practices. Anytime I come back to the present moment, Mm -hmm. I try to do that. You know, I try to catch myself throughout the day when I, when my mind starts to wander and just bring it back. And every time I bring it back, that's, that's an informal practice. I see that as. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. You know, so you've been talking about this evolving approach to a meditation practice, this evolving approach, or this approach that's evolved over the last number of years for you. Um, as this approach to practice in life has been taking shape, do you notice is it affecting your interactions with others? Mm-hmm. What do you notice about out in the world? Well, I haven't been out in the world much lately. <laughs> no, you're a hermit. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, um, it definitely does because I think, well, also there's been a lot going on in my personal life over the past several years that. I've gone through a lot of, there's been just a lot of change. And so a lot of healing's been coming with, from that. And I'll say that, and this ties in with meditation because this is part of, part of the practice, but the more, what I've found is the more I can be at home in myself, then the more I'm at home in the larger world. And being at home in myself over the past several years has looked like me tending to my wounds and working on healing myself. And as I do that, there's greater capacity for me to be, to be with, say like with this suffering world, but to just be out in the world. Let me know if this is kind of what you're pointing to. I mean, that, what you described has been very front and center in, in my mind, you know, recognizing that, okay, I'm a little bit more where I'm trying, I'm engaging this practice where I'm trying to be more present to myself and my life and um, how difficult that is right now with all the uncertainty, all the groundlessness. We've talked about that a couple of times. And when I'm out in the world, I, I really feel that with other people. I really feel how, many of us are having difficulties these days. And with that recognition, I I just try and, I don't know, be a little bit more there for other people. And it's not a big deal. So for instance, I have a lot of great casual acquaintanceship relationships with casual acquaintanceships with the cashiers at our local grocery store, because I see them every day. And because it's like, you know, you're having a good day, you're having a tough day, me too, this is really difficult. And just trying to be with the person, look them in the eye and say, hey, how are you doing? How's your day going? How's your other job? How are your kids? Do you like the sun? When's your shift end? You know, that's been a big change in the last couple of years for me. And it comes out of, I think, what you're talking about. Well, yeah. And that's also, I think, what's always been very clear to me is that we're here to connect. And Mm -hmm. so I think there's a lot of joy in that, even in the simplicity of like those, those small connections. And I'm like, you, you know, when I go for a walk in my neighborhood with my dog in the mornings, 
and see neighbors. You know, I really enjoy having the opportunity to connect with them in passing or we'll just strike up conversation for a few minutes, but I really try to be present and when those interactions are happening. And like you said, just with, just with people in your day to day more so. I think that's really, that's become much more interesting to me. Mm. And I think you're right. You know, you use the word joy, which is for me, it's a big word. It's only three letters, but it's a big word. And yet that's how it feels. You know, I'll be caught up in whatever I'm caught up with, you know, fearful, uncertain, scared. And I get to the grocery checkout and there's this moment of eye to eye contact. And we have a two minute conversation about, you know, what the person's doing on their weekend, what I'm doing on my weekend. And there is a, there's a spark. And I think joy is a really good way to describe it. Yeah, It's like a very human, a, a very simple down to earth human moment of, yeah, we're here together. Joy. And to find yourself becoming a little bit more familiar with who you are and what's going on for you and a little bit more present to that. That then seems like a, a, a pretty notable outcome few more joyful interactions in the world Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that there's also something to noticing and acknowledging that joy because i've also been able to sit and be with the difficult parts of my life and be present for them as well and so because i'm not denying them or ignoring them I'm also able to feel this immense joy at times. Mm. And that's really made life that much more beautiful. More accessible to all of it. Yeah. The joy and the difficulties. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, when we're talking about uncertainty and so on, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of big troubles in the world, big question marks in the world. And uh, one of the questions that I struggle with is like, well, okay, what can I bring to this? And I think one answer, and it's really, it's just one answer uh, is, well, I think there's a couple of things that you've pointed to. One, One possible answer of many is not separating my meditation practice, not isolating my practice, mm-hmm. and then being present for the others that I encounter in my world, because they are the others that I encounter in this big world you know, the neighbors, the grocery store clerks, the building manager. Mm -hmm. And that presence is a moment of joy in the midst of so much difficulty. So what would you say, Elena, if someone was listening right now and, you know, they're like, wow, that's a really interesting approach to meditation. That's a really interesting approach to life. And I want to cultivate some of that for myself, you know, do you have any tips that you would offer any guidance you would offer people who feel that longing or that inspiration, having listened to what you've been saying here? Well, I think in my own experience, in my own journey, uh, making something relatable has always been my doorway in. So Like, how can I take this practice or this concept 
and bring it down to eye level and then incorporate it into my life. And so, for example, um, <clears throat> when I first began practicing meditation, it was through working with tension and learning how to release the tension that was in my body. And over time, I began to connect and tune in. And that laid the groundwork for everything else. So I think if something for me, if it's relatable, then I'm going to want to engage with it more mm -hmm. and bring it into my, bring it into the fold, so to speak, um, user-friendly <laughs> sorts. <laughs> um, and I think an, another suggestion would be what I mentioned, what I spoke to earlier, which was really reorienting your way of thinking around having an active and engaged relationship with your own life. Mm -hmm. Because from that point of view, there is no separation. And uh, meditation practice helps you to stay connected to that relationship. And so I think whatever that is, like whatever your doorway is on that, you know, lean into that and explore that. And, and I think as you begin to do, as you begin to do that, life becomes so much more interesting. It's just sort of like it, the momentum builds. Just coming back to relatable for a moment. I, I mean, I feel like you're giving us a lot of permission to explore with yeah. that. You know, I, so often I feel, and I feel this in myself. I feel this in the people that I work with. I feel this in the practitioners. I know that it's often like we're standing in front of a bookshelf and on the bookshelf, there's a book that says meditation on the spine. And we look at the book and we admire the book and we like its binding and its colors and its textures. But there's a little bit of timidity around reaching up and grabbing the book with our hands that are dirty from, you know, doing the dishes and digging the garden, grabbing that book and bringing it down into the stuff of our everyday life and making it relatable. You know, yeah. practitioner agency, I feel like you are, you're giving us a lot of agency as practitioners with that instruction. Yeah. Yeah. That's been my journey with Buddhism. You know, I've always been attracted to Buddhism, but there's so many different terms and ideas that just seem so out there or yeah. up here. <laughs> and so like, how can I, how can I relate to that? Because I want to know more about this and I want to bring this into the fold of my life. So how do I make that work for me in terms mm. that I understand? Wow. What a wonderful uh, place to send people off with. And so thank you very much for being here, Alina. This has been fantastic. And thanks to everyone who is uh, listening. If you want to learn a little bit more about my work helping bring meditation to life, please visit my website at neilmckinley.com. And if you're so inclined, consider signing up for my newsletter. It's a monthly source of teachings and updates and special offers. And when it arrives in our email basket, it reminds us for a moment that meditation can have a role in our lives and it's just waiting to be discovered. In the meantime, take care and be well. And let's keep doing this work together. Let's keep bringing meditation to life.